Hello there. Don't be alarmed. We're just preparing your listening device for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. We do this, of course, by filling the radio with water. Don't worry. We're professionals. Thanks to me, you won't even get wet. You see, I've crammed every appendage of my body into the cracks and crevices of your radio, ensuring an airtight seal. By the way, don't touch your on-off knob. That's a very sensitive area. Anyway, I should remind you, we believe in the buddy system just like diving, so don't listen alone. Call your buddy and tell them that Scuba Radio is about to begin. We're going to start a new life under the sea. So, uh, am I going to drown? Of course not. Just stay calm and let the gentle currents relax your every muscle. Under the sea. Under the sea. Did it just get warmer? There'll be no accusations. Just friendly crustaceans under the sea. Where the hell are the sharks? And now, here's your dive guide for Scuba Radio, Greg the Dive Master. And welcome to Hour 2 of the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. CJ's in the studio with me. We have the Scuba Radio Scuba Squad connected via the web. That is made up of Bubble Boy, Vinny Two Tanks, Jerry the Diver Guy, our special guest, Dr. Doug Ebersall. And now we even have another special guest, our old friend, uh dan Orr, who i mean we've known uh, dan for years welcome to scuba radio been a long time my friend how are you great great to be back i'm doing fine thank you very much yes uh dan is a big wig big kahuna uh grand poobah of dima is that the official title or i think it is legend in my own mind okay well that works too (laughs) he's going to be santa claus this year though yeah he's sporting a nice little beard as you can see on uh youtube and uh facebook live uh, you're looking good and and obviously growing okay. a little extra hair for the season i guess is that it yeah yeah trying to stay warm it just started snowing about an hour ago here oh there you go yeah he's out west you're out like uh jackson hole out in that uh neck of the woods is that right yeah that- we're actually on the other side of the mountains we're in idaho uh okay all right colder or warmer there i don't know a colder okay colder well which explains the the extra hair insulation that he's he's sporting today. I wonder if that's why it's snowing, Greg. He looks. I'll tell you what. He looks very wise. It, it makes it look, uh, you know, more. Um, I don't know. Just extinguished. Yeah, we'll go with that. Right. Extinguished. Yeah, you, you look like a. He looks more like a writer. You know, someone, an elder states person. How about that? Yeah. So, and and you've written a new book that just got released uh, this week. A new ebook, right, Dan? Yeah, we have. Yeah, actually, I, uh, Betty and I wrote a book called uh, "101 Tips for Recreational Scuba Divers," and it was just released on the twentieth. Okay, so uh, I mean, we only have an hour. Uh, I don't know if we can get through all 101. I, I told everyone we'd try. Maybe we yeah. can do uh, uh, maybe one or two, or at least make it so you, they only have to read a hundred of them in the book. I don't know. Can oh, you yeah. share a few? Well, what do you got? Well, I can. I can share one. Uh, there is something that I call uh, my rule of three. And my rule of three is that whenever I'm doing uh, dive preparation, and if I make three errors in my preparation, I stop and rethink my preparedness for that dive. Huh. Three strikes and you're out. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's worked worked well for me in the past because uh, I have been involved in some very complicated diving situations. And sometimes there's a reason why I'm making those technical errors. And so... Uh, I need to stop and think about it, uh, de- deciding whether or not I'm going to proceed. Okay. You know what? That that kind of sound, sounds more like a life lesson than it does just uh, well, applied to scuba And diving. actually, 
And actually, some of the tips can be life lessons also. Yeah. And like that one, I, we could apply that to uh, the Scuba Radio Scuba Squad. Uh, okay. Three warning signs or three things that you, that you do, Vinny, and you're out. <laughs> <laughs> if you see this pumpkin, if you see a pumpkin, the problem thing. is we we have two hours to fill, and uh, we probably knock out the crew in like uh, fifteen minutes well, tops. But, I was going to say when I come back, will there be anybody left? No, doubtful. No, it's a possibility. Turn and burn. Just bring on new uh, new blood. But uh, okay, but but that makes sense. And the diving uh, life, you know, I mean. You know, one little like red flag that an example of yeah. that would be like what exactly one well, of the strikes? Well, I mean, well sometimes uh, if you're in, under time pressure, for example, which I think is an issue, and that's also another tip that uh, you need to make sure that you are not pressed or forced into doing a dive. Uh, so sometimes if you're in a hurry or you get behind or or something happens that uh, causes you to have to go more quickly than you really should, mm-hmm. uh, then you can make mistakes. And time pressure is a real problem, plus peer pressure is a real problem. So we address all of those things uh, in the book. Got it. And, and you know, this isn't just, uh, I mean, Dan has so much experience. I mean, he's written tons of books and papers and things. He's been in the industry forever, worked at Divers Alert Network, too, uh, back in the day. And, I mean, y- you have picked up these tips from examples that you've seen or participated in yourself over a massive career in, uh, in diving, right? Yeah. I mean, actually, uh, we all make mistakes. And when the better divers really learn from their mistakes, and that's what I'm hoping to share. And, and the book I wrote a number of years ago called Scuba Diving Safety was really based on those types of anecdotes, things mm-hmm. that had happened either to me or other people that I had known. Uh, and those are life lessons you have to learn from. There you go. 101 tips. That is a, well, a huge number. Well, in fact, when I was first called, and actually Marty Snyderman and uh, Eric Reich are the ones who published the book, and uh, Marty called me earlier in the year, and he said, you know, he said, I write these 101 tips on underwater photography. Mm-hmm. What I'd like to do is maybe expand that to do something uh, that's not necessarily photography related. So he said, can you do 101 tips on, on diving? And I said, well, I think so. And we weren't sure if we could actually come up with 101 tips. Right. And so when Ben and I kind of put our heads together, we came up with 136. <laughs> oh, really? So you, you uh, whittled well, yeah. some out of there, huh? Yeah, but we had to pare it down. And so I will tell you that it's actually not 101. It's actually 101 plus. Mm, okay. Because there were, there were some I just simply couldn't leave out. All right. So there's 101, and you get a bonus if you get the you ebook. Get a, you get some bonus tips. Well, yeah. And he, he keeps mentioning Betty, just so everyone knows. Uh, Dan and Betty, a uh, couple, they've been in the industry for years. Betty is quite, uh, quite the lady. She's in the Women's Diver Hall of Fame herself. Super sweet lady. Yeah. And uh, she's right there with you, too. But I guess you're the one talking to her. Or, are you, yeah, is she like actually, telling you what to say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, she's she's cue cards. And, oh, there uh, you go. Exactly. <laughs> and she's saying, "Don't embarrass yourself." Okay, I'll try to <laughs> Too late. You're on our show, Dan. It's like, there's your first strike. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. yeah, but see, Dan sent me a message right before he got on, Greg. His number one tip was not to hang out with you. So, well, I, I kind of. <laughs> Um, well, I didn't I, want to give away that secret. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Now well, that I'm out, sorry, yeah. Dad. I forgot. I, 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 <laughs> he I'm he sorry. believes in leading by example. That's the best way, you know, to uh, get points across sometimes. Okay, so uh, I, we got a little time for maybe a couple more. Can you give us a couple more without, I mean, and of course we're going to tell everybody how they can order the C-book. But what other tip could you yeah, share uh, for recreational well, I'll, I'll divers? I'll give you one more. All right. One more. This, this is something that I actually developed or started doing a long time ago. It's called dynamic rehearsal. 
And dynamic, re dynamic rehearsal is when you and your partners are preparing for a dive, uh, it's a good idea to go over some of the complex psychomotor skills that are involved in dealing with an emergency. Hmm. So, for example, okay. we had something when I worked at Wright State many years ago that we called proper pre-dive procedure. And that is the students and all the divers in our program would practice skills before they entered the water. So they would go through the mechanics of exchanging air. They would go through the mechanics of other things involved uh, in dealing with an emergency because that way you have not only the muscle memory, but also you practice the skill recently, sure. and, which is a real big problem because there are a lot of people who don't practice their skills often enough. And that's one of my big concerns. And that is people coming back post COVID who haven't been in the water in a year or two or even more. And all of a sudden want to come back at the same level. <laughs> I see a finger pointing there <laughs> and want to come back at the same level they were at before when they made their last dive. And that could right. be a serious problem. And yeah. that's the reason I'm advising everybody to do some warm up dives some practice dives before you do something more aggressive. There you go. I, once again, they, these are uh, scuba diving lessons, but you can apply them to life. You can apply them to this show. Yeah. You know, like our pre-show meeting and our dress yeah. rehearsal that we do for every scuba radio broadcast. Okay, we, we don't uh, practice what okay. we preach, but that's what we should do, and that's what you probably should do I, I see if a you're a diver. Pointing here now. Yeah, exactly. So that's HR issues. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's a you know this is great common sense type stuff that you should have at your fingertips, and now it's available as an ebook uh, from Dan and Betty Orr, and you can uh, order this how exactly uh, on Amazon or on um, Apple Books. Sorry. Apple Amazon Books. There Apple you books. go. All right, and, and it's 101 uh, tips, recreational tips, for, or no, tips for recreational divers, 101 scuba, yeah. Yeah. tips for recreational scuba divers. Uh, recreational scuba divers, there you go, write it down, yeah. uh, Google it, <laughs> Apple Books, Amazon, uh, how much is the ebook? Do you know off the uh, top nine, of your head? Nine ninety nine. Okay, there you go, cheap, uh, yeah. and, and then, and, you know, it'll be a great little reference uh, article for you or something to read yeah. on your next little outing. You'll pick up a few little tidbits and it'll be a lot of, it sounds like to me, like I said, a lot of common sense type stuff that kind of just That's trigger, okay. uh, you know, those th thoughts uh, to make you a better diver. Right. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're always doing great stuff. And of course we're going to see you at the big, uh, in Vegas at the Dima show, right? Absolutely. I will be there. I'm looking forward to it. You're going to sign some e-books, or is that difficult when they're digital <laughs> like that? I'm not exactly sure how you can do that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'd say just sign a card and say, <laughs> you know, order the guy. I don't know. We'll come up with something for him. Something there you go. Dan and Betty Orr, 101 Tips for Recreational Scuba Divers. Pick it up today. we got more coming up on the world's first radio show devoted to diving. This is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. explore in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. 
Come as a guest, leave as a friend. It's a philosophy that comes from the top down at Explore Ventures Liveaboards. It doesn't matter if you're traveling solo with a buddy or group. Explore Ventures does the liveaboard dive experience right. For proof, no Explore Ventures has one of the best repeat customer stats in the dive industry. They're also the official liveaboard company of Scuba Radio. You've likely heard us talk about Explore Ventures Scuba Radio Scuba Cruise trips many times, and we invite you to join us on the next one. However, whether we're on board with you or not, I'll bet an Explore Ventures liveaboard trip will be one of the best dive experiences you've ever had. It just doesn't get any better. Save us St. Kitts, Turks and Caicos, the Galapagos, Maldives, Indonesia, humpback whales, and the Silver Banks. New destinations and itineraries are being added all the time. Call one of their talented travel consultants to find the Explore Ventures liveaboard experience that's just right for you. 1-800-322-3577. That's 1-800-322-3577. Or visit ExploreVentures.com. That's ExploreVentures.com. Power, simplicity, reliability. It's what you demand of your dive computer, and Shearwater delivers. Shearwater evolved out of one tech diver's need for a reliable, easy-to-use rebreather dive computer and quickly became the tech market leader. Now recreational divers have taken notice. The Shearwater Tarek is the best, most intuitive, and reliable wristwatch-sized dive computer on the market. Check it out in the entire line at Shearwater.com. Shearwater, dive computers for demanding divers. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Yo, that was crazy, right? Who knew? I mean, everything's set. It's a lock. We good to go. We in the money. And he trips underwater. Who in the hell of it trips underwater? Shouldn't even be here. first radio show devoted to diving i am greg the dive master interspace phil narcosis uh is the guy you can google it uh phil uh, i haven't heard from phil nico for some time phil narcosis get it narcosis diver he's a diver and yeah, a musician yeah, I gotcha. I singer the whole thing he could be on the dive mast singer you think he could he'd be actually have talent uh that that is one of the plans that we have for the dima show and uh, this is probably news to Dan Orr, because uh, it is. Yeah, you know that TV show, right, Dan? Which one? The Mass Singer. Have you heard oh, of this? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. we're going to do the Dive Mask Singer for prizes at DEMA. <laughs> so you're going to wear your mask and snorkel, and uh, we're going to have you stand up behind a curtain, wear a mask and snorkel, and then you have to sing a song, and the audience has to decide who is the best singer. <laughs> Something to that effect. It's a rich radio tradition of ripping off ideas. And, and, and whether it's the uh, worst or the best singer, 
Uh, well, I, I'm not sure how we'll award the prize, but on one of one end of the pendulum. I think you should up the difficulty level and make them do it with a mouthful of guacamole. Guacamole. <laughs> well, okay, they have to sing when we try to pour water into their snorkel. How about no, that? No, it's more no, of a gargle. Like water. It's like waterboarding. Water. Yeah. Well, that be. Yeah. Hey, that make sounds it fun. Make it, make it guacamole. Guacamole would, would create a, quite a mess, though. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, speaking of snorkels, number years ago, I developed actually the world's first snorkopus. You did a, snor- a snorkel with two mouthpieces. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So you could share your snorkel. You could. You All could. right. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like that idea. Uh, it never made it big, though. Never. I, who who, who would have thunk it? I mean, you know. Perfect for CJ once twins. saw a scrotopus. Yeah. Whoa. All right. Well, uh, we, we could uh, look into that possibility. Maybe we bring it back. That'd be a good uh, good thing to bring back for the Dima show, the snorkel puss. I love it. I do. I kind of like that. Is that like the cookie puss? I, I don't know the if it ice is cream or not. cake, cookie puss. I, I, I would, you, would you have to have uh, eight snorkels on it? I mean, or eight mouthpieces. Like then it becomes a hookah. I, well, maybe. <laughs> but uh, now you're talking about something completely oh, different, okay. right? You got Jimmy piped up again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, snorkel push. There you go, paint another pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> might, Make maybe, him a friend. Maybe it'd be a. Uh, it might be a good. Uh, uh, a good Halloween costume. You think snorkel bush? Yeah, and people it, are like, "What the hell is that?" Uh, and get eight divers together and have. Why like is it the, eight? He said two. Well, but a, a, an octopus has eight arms, doesn't it? Well, yeah, but What's this that is got based to do on with the anything? octopus principle of a regulator. See, so they're, they're okay. Two. All right. Well, but maybe, if you want to take it as far as eight, I mean, it'd be a, you doing the privacy of your own home. I'm just, I'm just thinking a group Halloween costume with a diving theme. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, get eight divers together and all have them. You know, like a, a a center snorkel, and they all share the same reed. You know, and they can they can walk, and they can go into lakes and waterways underwater, and just walk together as a group. Well, in fact, for- Betty just held up a sign. What are you getting yourself into? <laughs> she knows me. Yeah. Bail she knows out! Me. Bail out! <laughs> Abort mission! Abort dive! Abort dive! Yeah. Well, we're having technical okay. difficulties. I can't hear you anymore, Greg. Yeah, actually, you know, that'd be a group costume. But I'm, you know, years ago, I won uh, the Scuba Radio group won uh, best group Halloween costume. I won remember Dima. that. And you know what we went as? You know, do you remember this, Dan? I do. I remember this. Yeah, I think I do. Um, there I were five know. of us in the group, uh, five divers, and we won some best kind of belt Halloween costume. Chess we won. We went as a <laughs> we went as a life size uh, scuba diving weight belt. Weight belt. So That's each right, of us belt. was a big yeah, black fine. box, and uh, then we had uh, you know a strapping between all of us, and we were you know a five well five weights on the belt. <laughs> strapping. strapping. And we won best uh, best uh, group uh, costume okay. that year. I still have the. Uh, I still have the uh, uh, trophy well, right here in the well, studio. It's too, it's too bad there were no other contestants. But well, that is there was that. It does help. <laughs> we'll take it any way we can get it. Yeah. But uh, on other more serious notes, we'll that get to that. So far, with your shoes with the fish in it a couple of year ago. Oh, I forgot about oh, the high heels. Yeah, that yeah. was a whole other thing. Yeah, I had goldfish. Hey, PETA was not a big fan of me that year. The low spark of high-heeled boys. I had clear high heels, like big, uh, you know, disco shoes. Yeah, I saw them. I know. Yeah, you remember that, that from was the a, 70s? That was in Vegas. 
That was in Vegas. I got away you, with it. You you wore those to goldfish. The night, you wore those to the Night Ranger show. We, you made us dress up like oh, Beatles. That, well, that's true. You wore those I, I did shoes. get two events uh, use out of them before the the goldfish expired. But uh, <laughs> that was my wardrobe malfunction. But they day. got a uh, <laughs> oh, they got no. they got a proper burial at toilet. Uh, regardless, um, Guadalupe. Is uh, a place that uh, Dan Orr just uh, just came back from, right? Just a couple of weeks ago, or how? Yeah, how recent? I was there on, on two trips. I left on the fifth of October uh, and came back on the fifteenth. I had two trips back to back. Wow! That, that, so you spent two weeks diving with weeks great up. whites, and so yeah, is it, diving with great whites. How, how many uh, how many great white sharks did you have circling the uh, boat? At, well, at we saw as many as four at a time. Nice. Uh, and in previous years, there's been as many as seven at a time. Okay. Uh, How big? Usual this time. These were probably majority about ten to twelve feet. There were a couple of big females that went to fourteen feet. We think. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty exciting, and a lot of breaches. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The first morning, uh, in the, within the first hour, I actually photographed four different breaches. Interesting. Wow. So, well, I mean, were they going after something or were they? Uh, uh, some of them were going oh, after the tuna because uh, the boats out there will do what they call wrangling with a piece of tuna. And yeah. You could almost predict when the shark was going to do that because they would approach the bait. He would go down, disappear for a moment, and then comes rocketing to the surface uh, and reach. Wow. It was pretty amazing. And, and, and so they on were. The last, yeah, the last day ahead. of the last trip, I saw the same shark breach four times. Really? And was he being coaxed in by the crew? or? or I don't or? know. I mean, he was. Uh, there really was nothing going on other than they had that uh, bit of tuna in the water. And, and yeah. it, it actually looked like something uh, out of SeaWorld because you had the guy standing there on this wrangling platform. And four yeah. times there was a great white almost eye to eye with him. Wow. That just sounds crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you've never done the Guadalupe trip, that's the I mean, that's probably the best place if you ask me to see gray whites in the world right now it is there are 380 identified sharks that have been around that island unbelievable well there you go all right we got more dan or and the rest of the crew next day close to the world's first radio show devoted to diving is the world's first radio show devoted to diving i am greg the dive master cj's in the studio with me we got bubble boy Vinny, two tanks jerry the diver guy dr doug ebersall dan Orr, and now we actually even have a mermaid with us as well uh she heard us talking about the great white sharks in guadalupe with dan Orr, and she had to chime in because she knows uh and i don't even know if dan Orr knows this uh you know the great white is not the king of the ocean. Did you know this, Dan? No, I thought you were. 
Well, <laughs> he knows how to brown those with the best of them. That's why he, he's such Chicken of the sea. a big member of the diving remember, industry. Remember, tip number one. Don't hang out with Greg. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can't argue with that. That's right. Uh, but but no, the, in all honesty, years ago, we were in uh, Guadalupe with a bunch of uh, our mermaids, and we conducted an experiment uh, to see what would happen if we put the mermaids in the uh, shark cage uh, surrounded by great white sharks. And you know what happened, Dan? Uh, I don't know. What happened? The sharks were scared away. We thought we were, were about to uh, witness a bloodbath, and uh, it was going to be terrible. There were going to be body parts all over the place, and, uh, you know, it would have been tragic for the mermaids, but radio gold, and uh, <laughs> so we were prepared for that type of scenario, but that didn't happen. As soon as they got in the water, the, the girls got in their mermaid tails and jumped in the cage. The, the sharks dissipated. We had nine great whites around the boat until the mermaids were put in the water. So what does what that tell you? Do? What's what did that? What the sharks do? They they left. They left the oh, area. Okay. They were spooked. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, I ain't taking on these mermaids. These mermaids oh, okay. are in charge. They'll they'll bite our heads off. They'll eat uh, us. They'll eat us alive." <laughs> so there you go. Now you know. That was that was a totally scientific uh, thing uh, that we conducted there in Guadalupe years ago. Might be the reason why we've never been back. Or I don't know if it was allowed or it just hadn't worked out. I'll let you guess. More coming up. is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. I'm not actually the diver. I'm the pump man. I have a friend who does the diving. Is your friend experienced? Oh, he's been underwater half his life. He used to be a lifeguard in a car wash. So dive, dive, dive. We twist it up inside. Don't come up to fill your cup or you make to the other side. Dive, dive, dive. Let your conscience be your guide. Life's a mess and there's too much stress You gotta take it all in stride Just die This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving I am Greg the Dive Master That is the Scuba Cowboy Check him out at thescubacowboy.com uh, He has a bunch of songs that divers would dig Because uh, it talks about, you know, scuba diving And since... You're listening to this show you probably chances are you'll like music that is uh custom tailored to your favorite pastime right Dig cj it. you're a fan i love it there you go all right trop rock i call right. it right that's true mermaid Kristen with us uh now uh Kristen, how you doing i can see you okay. there she is she had a little uh medical thing or something right before the show do you care to share or would you rather not oh i mean i don't care i just uh I got my stitches out from my surgery on Thursday, and yeah. I, last night it looked like I had ripped apart part of the incision where it wasn't fully healed. Gross! <laughs> yeah. But, you know, show us the pictures. For Halloween. It'll, it'll, yeah, exactly. It'll tie into the season, you know? 
So there you go. So it's you guys, true. it does, it does look like a Frankenstein hand. Well, you can't tell now, but when I had this, I took a picture of it with all my stitches, and it definitely looks like a Frankenstein. Well, there hand. you go. Well, next Saturday for the show, Kristen, everybody's dressing up, so you can dress up, uh, dress up as like a wounded mermaid. Fire bad. A mermaid has been speared by a harpoon or something. She has the scars already built in. It'll be a natural fit. I was for a, a hooked mermaid one. You're a hooked mermaid once. Uh, I did, yeah, I did like a fish hook through my face. Sweet. I won a costume contest. Really? Okay, well, uh, feel yeah. free to perform or recreate that magic next week when we do our special Halloween edition of Scuba Radio. Uh, Dan, you're welcome back, or uh, you can avoid it at all costs after this week. <laughs> well, but, uh, Dan's coming back next week at Santa Claus. Of course, duh. <laughs> ho, yeah. ho, ho! There you go, see? <laughs> Right on, right on. So, uh, e-books yeah, for everyone. Yeah, we were talking about our little mermaid <laughs> yeah. experiment we conducted in uh, Guadalupe uh, years ago. Kristen, would you ever participate in something like that? Have you ever dove with great white sharks like Dan and myself? Uh, Greg, you know that I would instantly participate in that. Yeah. But, no, I have not actually done that yet. It is one of my dream dives. Right. So, so uh, but you, did you hear about the experiment that we conducted? We threw yeah, the mermaids you, in? Yeah. And the sharks were scared away. Are you surprised that they would be scared away? Uh, not really. Really? Yeah. I've swam swam in a mermaid tail around like the Caribbean reef sharks and stuff before. And they just, they don't want anything to do with you. They kind of like, they'll like, kind of be like, what's that? And then be like, oh, never mind and go right. Well, (laughs) I I mean, I I know great whites are like more vicious, but. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Vicious is the right word. But when you see them feeding on uh, yellowfin tuna around the island of Guadalupe and you back me up with the with this, Dan, they they kind of have a different, um, I don't know, attitude about things with uh, with fishtails like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That's right. They're going after those yellowfin tuna. I mean, I saw one. They they actually when I was on the trip, they they hooked one on uh, line and uh, line and hook. They were just trying to catch one, uh, whether it was for chumming or whatever the case may be. But it took them a few days, and finally they got uh, one on the line. They said fish on. Everybody's watching the guy reel in this two hundred pound yellowfin tuna by the boat. And it was awesome. We're like, hey, we're going to have sushi. This is going to be great. And he gets in there. He gaffs the fish as they get it next to the boat and get ready to yank it out. And right before he can pull it out of the water, a 12-foot great white comes out and just, and, and literally two-thirds of the fish was gone. And then before you could even gasp and yell out, another shark came in and took the rest of the fish. <laughs> one one bite. Very just like that. Yeah. And how we're did, like, how did it go? just like that <laughs> that that's exactly how it sounded it scared the bejesus out of me and then uh and then they said okay greg we're ready for you because i was next in line to go into the shark cage <laughs> so that was my experience in guadalupe now that's cold water right what did you wear for that well guadalupe was? not necessarily compared to where you see great white sharks in other parts of the world like south africa guadalupe is actually like tropical almost yeah Compared to those. Oh, I thought it was cold. Well, it, yeah, it's it was, cooler, it was, yeah, than what yeah, we're used to. It was 71 to. degrees. It was yeah. 71 oh, degrees when we were bad. there, to be sure. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. In I South mean, Africa, the temperature is in the 40s. I mean, South Africa is extremely cold. Right. And the visibility yeah. is poor. Wow. Exactly. That's the yes, thing. But that's at the surface. As soon as you start going down, it, it picks up and chill right away. Where? In Guadalupe? 
it's 71 degrees on the surface. Yeah. And then you start diving it, you know, you go down a little ways, it starts to get colder right away. Well, yeah, but you're going to be in the floating cage in in like 20 20 feet or less. 24 feet of water. Yeah, yeah but that's, so it's a little bit colder than that. A little bit, but not that much. I mean, compare it, when, like you said, Dan, when you compare it to like South Africa and other places where the visibility is not as good and the weather, the, the water temp is way, way colder. I mean, it's dry suit diving type stuff. So Guadalupe, you get, you get great viz and, uh, and that, you know, obviously you want to get your picture with your great white or get the teeth. And all that. And were you taking video and pictures and the whole thing, too, I would assume? I was, or yeah, I was taking photos, but no video. I didn't yeah. take any video. But the visibility is spectacular. I mean, yeah. on one dive, you could see the anchor chain 147 feet away. Awesome. Oh. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah, that's yeah, great. It was, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, so you could get yeah. some good shots for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's one of those type of things. It's I think uh, diving with great whites is on every diver's bucket list for sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to do it, and I'd go yeah, back in a heartbeat. That was my, the last trip was my 22nd trip out there. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, so when you go, you've been so many times, I didn't realize that. Well, yeah. What are you going back to do? I mean, is it just like it never gets old or are you, are never, you trying to get, gets old. are you well, trying to get things. a different type of shot yeah. photo wise uh, well, or what? Two things. First of all, it never gets old. The other yeah. thing is that these trips that I go on are sponsored by the Historical Diving Society as a fundraiser. Ah, okay. And so I've been going on every one of the ones that they do. And sometimes I do an extra trip or two if somebody says, you know, I need somebody to lead a group down there and I'll raise my hand and say, sure, I'll do it. About uh, so that. sometimes all I've right. done three trips in a row, uh, depending on what's going on. But uh, Well, I, Dan, I'm my good friend, my buddy. Yeah. Let me know next time you got a spot with you. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. Yeah, that, <laughs> and I've that, already signed up for two trips next year. Right. Yeah, that's well, awesome. Uh, he doesn't have spots to give away. So uh, the answer yeah. is, he always can. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going there to help him. <laughs> yeah, well, you, I'm like I do with you, Greg. You can go anytime you want when you want to pay full fare, right, Dan? <laughs> that's right. Exactly. See, that's how it works. But uh, but there you go. That, that's good I was stuff. I you one time before, they, on the first trip, my cage buddy was actually the president's personal physician. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Ke- Dr. Kevin O'Connor was my cage buddy uh, in Guadalupe on the first trip. Okay. Uh, th- boy, this could le- lend itself into a lot of different uh, things. So so you're Which a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, was it's he like, uh, fourth? Like throwing Dan out to the sharks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, would make, I, I don't know if I'd want to tell everybody on the boat who I was with, depending on if you, you knew their political affiliation. <laughs> well, there was, no, there was no political talk during the week. And sure. The majority right. of people on that first trip were military and former military guys, including some guys from SEAL Team 6. Oh wow! Uh, okay, yeah, a lot of them are um, um, physicians for the military, and it was a it was a great trip. We had a fantastic time. Oh, there you go. I, I, I you know, I'm kidding, of course. That would, that would been. <laughs> I bet. It, did you have some pretty good uh, stories? But you can't talk about any of them, right? Yeah, I mean, or uh, Homeland Security is going to show I, I up do. on you at your door and stuff, or what? Yeah, well, I do have a few stories, and yeah. some of which may even be true. <laughs> okay, <laughs> as long as they're good, we don't care. <laughs> it's never bothered me. Never yeah, me back. exactly. <laughs> Get any right. special calls on the boat? Oh, yeah, we did. Actually, the president called the boat one night to make sure that his uh, personal position was having a good time. Wow. How about that? Yeah. Did, did you say, uh, hey, what's going on, Prez? You, did you yell well, anything in the background well, yourself or can, no? Well, can you imagine being on the bridge of the boat that night when the sat phone rang and all of a sudden says, <laughs> uh, this is uh, President Biden? Is it? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Click, hang up. And I was really, yeah, we got to call him back. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. That is, is very cool. And, and so the president knew he was diving with great whites? Yeah. Was yeah. He, he was just making sure he wasn't getting eaten or anything? No, or he just he... wanted to make sure everything was okay. Yeah. And, All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And we actually did have a great time that week and the second week, too. Well, there you go. That's pretty It's good to be Dan Orr, sounds like to me. <laughs> I thought I had a good gig. Listen to this. Jeez. Oh, my gosh, Greg. They named Divers Alert Network after you. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. It could be. He's the original Dan. Kind of. Yeah. We kid. No. Yeah, but he yeah. might as well have been. He's a good representative. <laughs> any way you look at it, the Dan is the representative. top of the top of the dive industry right there, Dan Orr. So yep. the f- fact that he's willing to tolerate our nonsense says a lot about <laughs> his lack of leadership. And no, I'm <laughs> No, we joke. Like we can do that. Would you like to talk diving? Greg, the dive master is all toweled down and ready to take your call now. Call Scuba Radio at 1-888-88-SCUBA. Power, simplicity, reliability. It's what you demand of your dive computer. And Shearwater delivers. Shearwater evolved out of one tech diver's need for a reliable, easy-to-use rebreather dive computer and quickly became the tech market leader. Now recreational divers have taken notice. The Shearwater Peregrine is a simple, full-color, multi-gas dive computer. It's also the most economical Shearwater dive computer released to date. Check it out in the entire line at Shearwater.com. Shearwater. Dive computers for demanding divers. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving, flying, and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving, flying, and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy. And this is why I wanted to tell you about Nanook Professional Protective Cases. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. From their high-impact NK7 resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook cases generally cost less than similar products currently on the market. From an iPhone to a full set of dive gear, whatever you need to shield from the elements, Nanook Professional Protective Cases has the size, shape, and color for you. Go to Nanook.com. That's N-A-N-U-K.com for Nanook Professional Protective Cases. The evolution of protection. Hey, baby, what's going down? Later, nerd. Are you lacking with the ladies? Nope. Enhance your scuba superpowers with a new scuba radio hat. Wow, nice hat. Just picked it up at scubaradio.com. Buy two scuba radio hats and get free shipping. Need a dive, buddy, sexy? Always, and I got a scuba radio hat for you, too. (sighs) New scuba radio hats are now available at scubaradio.com. So cool. Order yours today or stay a loser. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. I can't hear you. Aye, aye, Captain. I like to be under the sea and listen to Scuba 
radio. I don't think the outfit worked. And listen to Scuba Radio. And I don't think he did pull off the song. I said and listen to Scuba Radio. My advice would be if, if you want to pursue a career in the music business, don't. Okay, well, I appreciate that. Uh, but I apologized in advance, so I think we're covered. I am Greg the Dive Master. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. And, um, you know, CJ's in the studio with me. Our special guest has been Dan Orr this hour. By the way, another way you can get uh, 101 tips for recreational scuba divers, as well as a, a few other great publications, is right there at wisedivers.com. Wisedivers.com. Dan, you mentioned it. I wanted to get it out there one more time so people could find it. But, of course, they can just uh, Google the title of your book, get it on Amazon or Apple Books. But we had to throw that out there as well. So... Uh, there you go. I, I got to ask you, Dan, did you see the story, too, this week about the, the diver in Israel that found the the sword? The sword. Yeah. Yes. The yes. sword. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah. From in medieval times. I mean, the, this yeah. thing is impressive. Well, in my, in my diving career, I've done a lot of treasure hunting. I've never done any treasure finding, though. Never found anything, not even a coin or nothing. <laughs> really? Well, no, nothing really to speak of. No. Yeah. No. I mean, okay. a lot. Of, of course, I spent a lot of time diving in Ohio. I found uh, some old bottles now and then, but okay. really nothing of any true value. Well, uh, well, okay, no, definitely he not a, a sword. He needs a safety deposit box. He needs a safety <laughs> deposit box. What do you? What's he saying? What's Benny he doing? He gave it back. Okay, <laughs> got it. But yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, on every diver's bucket list is to find something cool like that. Now, I don't know if this diver in Israel was actually doing some archaeology-type stuff and found this sword or not, but <clears throat> it would be cool to find something it regardless. What about you, be. Dr. Doug? you ever found anything cool underwater like that? I mean, not necessarily a sword from med- medieval times, but coins no. or anything? Nothing? No, nothing exciting. Really? Yeah. See, I yeah. went treasure hunting uh, before, too, but I didn't find squat that day either. But I, I actually, the odds were with me. I was, I went diving with the folks from, you know, uh, uh, what a Fisher, Mel Fisher's group oh, down Fisher? there. Yeah, yeah and, yeah, and dove the Atocha. And we dove with them uh, for a day and didn't find squat. Just blew a <laughs> bunch of sand around. They said, okay, go look and go find coins. <laughs> well, I did the same thing, Greg. And when they did uh, blast that hole in the sand, right? Uh, they told me to go down, go to the bottom, and look around for treasure. And yep. uh, going down into that crater, I saw a lot of seashells that had been pushed up from that blasting of uh, the sand. Right. And so I was down there collecting seashells, bringing back for Betty. There you uh, go. And then yeah. all of a sudden, I realized I should be looking for treasure, not seashells. Don't. <laughs> that's it. The only thing I, only thing I brought back were seashells. Yeah. No uh, you know what? That's I did the same thing. I, I brought back some like silver dollars and sea biscuits and things that you know uh, were, were out there. But yeah, no, no, uh, no metal. You know, but but that's uh, that's on the list. I think like like I said, most divers can uh, appreciate that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, so that guy who found this thing in Israel, I, I bet he's pretty happy about that. Even though I, I don't, you don't get any money when you find something like that, I assume, right? You have to donate it to uh, a He turned museum. it over right away. He did yeah. turn yeah. it over. Yeah, he turned it over to the government. Yeah, right. I don't think yeah. I could do that. Yeah, what, why, why? What would you, uh, you can't really do it. You, you might want to keep it, but what you can't do nothing with it. You can't, like, sell yeah, it. Just display it over your fireplace. I got a medieval sword. Get a medieval sword. Look at that. I found this on a scuba dive. You have to go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That would be selfish, Bubble Boy. Come on. Uh, well, Be a responsible I mean, diver. <laughs> there can be only one. 
Okay. Uh, so anyway, there's that. And then uh, just in the time for Halloween, I saw this other story about these fish that live inside of the mouth of other fishes. Like it eats their tongue. Tongue eating fish. Did you know about these, Dan? Uh, no, I did not. This, this is not a fake story. This is a real thing. Uh, so, I have a rule. I always keep my mouth closed during a dive anyway. I, I'll tell you what. It's a good thing we have a regulator in our mouth. Cause, yeah, actually, uh, the, uh, it, it replaces the tongue, actually. I think the fish actually eat the tongue and replace the tongue. What? Mm. Yeah. yeah. They have fish tongues. That's yeah. creepy. Yeah, I see I see the picture. It's like it has this fish, and then they uh, have the fish mouth open, and all you see like you know four or five other little tiny fish in there instead of a tongue. It's creepy. That's like, weird. Yeah, what what is that all about then, uh, Doctor Doug? It's a symbiotic you know? relationship. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, symbiotic. Exactly. Why though? Why the, the, the fish still gets the majority of food. The uh, the parasite gets some scraps, yeah. I suppose. So so these fish are like uh, sucked onto the other fish's tongue, or are right. they have and they eaten it? And they, I think they eat. I think they. I don't know this for a fact, but I think they digest part of the tongue. But it's symbiotic. I mean, they don't want to kill the fish because then they wouldn't have any food either. So they. Uh, they get some food, and they. It, I guess not really symbiotic because it doesn't really help the other the fish, but it's not uh, potentially life threatening to the fish. They, the fish survive; it just has this uh, thing on their tongue. Well, I don't know. I think the moral from this story is keep don't, your mouth shut. Yeah, keep your mouth <laughs> shut. Uh, keep your regulator. That, yeah, don't, yeah uh, don't ever take the regulator out of your mouth. Yeah, that, that's you tip to. number one hundred two. Yeah. Okay. See, <laughs> didn't make the book, but. You know, I'm glad we were able to do our part uh, today. I think we're on to something here. Greg, open your mouth and say, ah. <laughs> no, I will not. I will not do that. What is wrong with these people, CJ? What have I, I gotten myself into? You know, it's just another typical Saturday on Scuba Radio, uh, Dan. But I apologized in okay. advance. Uh, so, you know, you know how we roll. 25 know, years. Can you believe it? Next year, we'll be I celebrating know, 25 years on the air. What the hell has gone wrong with this world? <laughs> How do you think it was tip number one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, okay. we're going to wrap it up for this week and okay. uh, get ready for the Halloween show next Saturday. Dan Orr, thank you. Dr. Right, Doug Ebersall, thank you. Take and care. the rest of the squad. Uh, remember, it's always better. Where, gang? <laughs> Down where it's wetter. Safe diving, everyone. Y'all love Scuba Radio On the boat and down below If you want to stay in the know If you be pressurized there You'll want to be there on Scuba Radio Scuba Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Scuba Radio. This seems the logical place for fish to congregate. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past editions of Scuba Radio worldwide over the internet at scubaradio.com. So we're in international waters? Indeed so. Tell a friend and buddy up with your radio every week for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Well, it's all very nice here, but we should be going. I miss me wife and me oxygen. Yes, we all miss our loved ones and gases. Let's go! The opinions you just heard on Scuba Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. Okay, you know, what I just heard... 
Blah, 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 blah. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management or advertisers. Come on, quit yanking me. Scuba diving does involve risk and should never be conducted without proper instruction and training. Oh, what's the worst thing that could happen? I could die. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at scubaradio.com.